This is Reasonable Ignorance, Episode 1 Podcast. The Inception episode. I am the one and only, a.k.a. at Magic Mike 32. I am King Bula, Jamal Shabazz. And we gonna get right into it, man. We two brothers from the south side of Chicago. We knew each other for a minute now, like a minute, minute. And uh, we happened to actually go grow up in the same neighborhood on the same street, that 79th Street. We come out of the same neighborhood. You know, it ain't no Inglewood or no no grimy shit like that. We come out of we come out of a a, a middle class neighborhood that happens True. to have True. the most grimiest street in Chicago, one of the most grimiest streets in Chicago that run through it, which is 79th Street. And that's uh been knowing Jamal since like 97. I never knew him. We uh grew up on 79th Street, almost parallel in the same era. You know, I'm class 88. He like class of 93, 94. 92, get 92, it correct. 92. But you know, so we, I'm, I'm we, 30 years old in this game right now. Yeah, so we got a four-year difference between us. But you know the <laughs> tripped out part about it is? The man used to go to Cold Park, and I never seen him. And I was going to Cold Park every day, and I never seen him. So we had that little four-year gap. So we going back, back. We going to take it back. So I went to Ruggles, and he went to elementary school by the name of? Robert A. Black. I was bused there over there in uh, Peel Hill. So I got to see what another middle-class lifestyle was. For black America in and, Chicago. And if you're not from Chicago, Peel Hill is the, the step above. Like, they call it Peel Hill for a reason because Peel Hill is where the doctors stay. So that's, you know, where you went and, you know, what doctors do, they sell, they prescribe you prescriptions for Peel. So that's where the, the wealthy stayed at. But we were middle class in Chatham. Like, I grew up right down the street on Study Night to Indiana, the man who made gospel music popular as it is today. There was one song they sing at every funeral where black people lose their mind, Precious Lord. I grew up right down the street from Thomas A. Dorsey. Sing that song right now. I'm not, because uh, I might cry, man. Uh, all I know Precious is Lord, say, come on, come on. He, all I know is it says, Precious Lord, take my hand. I, I'm not no singer, right, man. Right, I'm right, not right. no singer, but he wrote the song about his wife who had died, and he was out of town at the time, and he was coming back on the train, and he wrote the song about his wife who had died. And then two blocks... Three blocks south of me, on the other opposite end of the street, was another gospel legend, the one and only lady who sang Precious Lord at Martin Luther King's funeral. Do you know who that is? No. Mahalia Jackson, brother. Uh, nah, you didn't give me some history lesson now. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I really like know. Like, that's what I do. I, I, I pay attention. I read. I pay attention. And, you know, like... uh. Basketball, you know, we, we connected, me and Jamal connected off of, first of all, I started cutting his hair. He came in the barbershop. I used to work at a barbershop called Q Cuts. Shout out to Q, Corey, uh-huh. Rick, Frank, the guys I used to work there with, Eric Ransom. Right. Uh, a couple of other guys, Al Smith, little Al, and uh, a couple of other guys. You know, I, I came on 75th Street working over there. I thought I left 79th Street. And uh, I started cutting Jamal hair, and we, you know, we, we started, we, we, I think we bonded over hip-hop. Yeah, you know, we yeah. did. We bonded over hip-hop. Yeah. We bonded over me paying you 20 to $25 every week 
20. It was 20. 25? It was the 25 tip. back then. It was He was Wu-Tang crazy back then. 25 with the tip. Yeah. Um, He would cut my hair. We would argue about my lining. Yeah. And we've been going 17 years, 18 years that long. Pause. Pause for you niggas that don't know pause. Anyway, with that being said, you know, I've been... You you, what's tripped out is you can cheat on your woman, you can cheat on whoever, you can do whatever you want to, but you'll never cheat on your bum. Yeah, you can cheat on your sports team. Some I never do. Right, but, you know, like a lot of you, you cheat on the Sox. Yeah, yeah. You will cheat on you a Cleveland Indians fan. Yeah, I mean Yankees get to losing. Yeah, you, you're a Yankees you, fan. You, you, you know you're a Yankees fan. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, but you know I. I got to keep it real. I, I jumped ship when the Sox won on 05. Can't stand with people from Chicago wear Yankees hats. That's just like the ultimate. Just because you see the nigga Jay-Z wear a J- Yankees hat doesn't mean you got in Chicago got to wear a Yankees fucking hat. Shout out to my homeboy I grew up with <laughs> straight behind my <laughs> back. Across the alley from me, my man Drew Morgan, he wears me out about this because he fought for this country. He's a veteran. And he wears me out about wearing a Yankee hat. But I'm going I'm to be honest with you. Blue is like my favorite color ever. Ever. Because that was the first grammar school I went to. It, the colors was royal blue and white. And we was the Ruggles Royals. I, so, black people. But navy blue is my favorite color. Black people and all other delegations. This is what we call excuses. Pre- proceed. But Jay-Z conquered the game and I was really feeling them like like certain guys that came out and rap I really was feeling like when you talk about run when you talk about run from run DMC I really felt him you know what run I mean? DMC never wore a Yankees hat no they wore fedoras but I never wore one but I used to talk mad shit like run you're from talk- Chicago yeah south side yeah but who was Al Capone Larry Hoover Jeff Fort, Mickey Mickey Cobra, yeah, David Barksdale, yeah. Uh, I could keep going, Man. but I'm not. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a gangster cinch, and they never wore New York Yankees hats ever. Well, how the hell are they gonna wear a Yankee hat and they ain't been free? They're not even alive, man. Like, like Capone, <laughs> Capone couldn't wear no damn Yankee hat because he had such a big ass head. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But he, but he was with the Prohibition, so he wore the Dobbs and he wore the, you know, the fedoras. He was a, he was a gangster, and he the one, he the first one to lay this gangster appetite and this destruction and lead this stench here, and it's it's, it's still here to this day. Still to this day? Still to this day. That's why, like, everybody wants to put the blame on, like, you know you know what really pisses me off? What? When some, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to refrain from this, some crazy-ass You person, cannot refrain from anything. This is a podcast. Well, some stupid-ass oh, oh. stupid person says they need to let the gang chiefs out so they can get these kids in order. Once again. I want to say no, you stupid-ass okay. <laughs> person. How the fuck can you let a gang chief out who's been locked up since 19-whatever come out and raise your child as a, acting a complete damn fool in 2015? How can you do that? Once again, this is called 
Reasonable Ignorance yeah. podcast. Yeah. Proceed. If you don't agree with that, like like if, if you lay down with a woman and make a baby and you both are healthy and you both out here every day and now your child that you made in what, 97, is out here doing a smashing grabs, is out here taking a stolen minivan, running a motherfucker in, up inside of Neiman Marcus on Michigan Avenue and you want a gang chief to come out and... Come on, man. I mean, like the smash and grab shit is. Somebody really... actually actually said that to you. It, yes, they 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 think you know, but of course it was a woman and an undereducated man, and they were really beating their chest about it. And I was like, that's you all's child. I mean, like, I and I had to really go there, like you know, whatever the sins of a man thinks he has escaped with, his children has to pay for. Who? You know, Say it again. Yeah, whatever sins of a man think if he has escaped with, his child will have to pay for those sins. And and you know, I'm, and I'm no joke. I'm 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 like living that right now. And that's that's word to my grandmother. That's word to my grandmother. I'm not gonna go in depth with it, but I have a situation going on, and and it's gonna be going on for a little minute here. And you know, all I'm gonna say is, Mama, hold your head. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. So. Being that this is our first podcast, and we've been knowing each other for all these years. Yeah. I have to put you on blast. Yo. You wear Yankees hats, and I don't like it. All right. But Why? when the last time you see me wear a Yankee hat? Just because you have a Sox hat on now does not mean anything. I don't even possess a Yankee hat now. I got a navy blue Sox hat right Right now, in the crib, I don't even wear the Yankee hats no more because I used to catch so much grief from it. Of course. So I used to be like, all right, but... they ca- You catch grief because why? Because, you know, this Chicago movement started with the, you know, the Chief Keith and the, and, the, and, the, and our rap thing started taking off here. But I'm an older guy, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I come up on the comment, like, I, I don't... You're not, OG. I, right. Are you OG or triple OG? Thanks, thanks for that, man. If if, if you want to give me that OG status, appreciate it. Are you OG or triple OG? You know the things. Or uh, double OG. Which one? I just say I'm an OG, man. Uh, I've seen some things happen, but I ain't, I think a triple OG you had to put in some work. Okay. A double OG you had to, like a triple OG had to put in some work and go to jail. Okay. I'm just Chicago. OG. I didn't I didn't witness a lot. Like I I, I didn't. Seen the party scene from Shit Ricks. I oh. first went in Heroes when I was 17 years old. And my man, my like one of my best friends ever in this world, my man Dion Stevens, my man, he'll tell you, I, we, we was 17 years old and we was down at, with the DePaul guys. My man Melvin, he was balling at DePaul at the time. And Rod Strickland was there and they was doing Rod thing. Strickland. Rod Strickland. One of my there. favorite point guards ever. And that's my man to this day. And check it out. They took us down to Heroes. Michael Jordan was up there, and we couldn't really like get in. And somehow that side door opened, the same side door. And Heroes, let's look, I'm going to give y'all a lesson, man. The Heroes is the same club that turned into the club where everybody died at that night, that, that, that sad night in February. E2. E2s. So them, that same door that everybody was trying to get out, that door opened. And a bouncer, and a fight broke out right at the side door because there used to be another door to the right, to the left. 
And so he went to go break up the fight. And I opened the door myself because he didn't lock it and ran up the stairs and party. And that was the that was the my really my beginning to partying up with the big dogs. You are history. Yeah, they call me Axel Foley. Axel Foley. Axel Foley? Yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) if you you got a cop. Beverly Hills cop type. I'm I'm gonna work my way out of it. You know, it's it's I feel like if I, I got that need to be there, I'm going to get there. If you don't know who Rob Strickland is, he's from New York. The Bronx. Point guard. He came to Chicago and took over. That's all I'm going to say. I was a kid, and I love Rob Strickland. That's One of the man. greatest point guards ever. Ever. If you watch Kyrie Irving right now, that's Kyrie Irving's godfather, and 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 I don't know how that story goes. Word about him and Kyrie's dad, but what you see in Kyrie Irving with the jump shot, but all the slick ball handling, that's Rod Strickland. You've now maybe a Kyrie Irving fan. Yeah, I mean, I am. Not, I was never a Kyrie Irving fan at all because you know he wears Nike, and I'm an Adidas head. He's this dude where I'm a three striper. I'm a three striper to the core. But at the same time, I love Ross Strickland. And you're saying that you're boldly claiming that this guy, Kyrie Irving, is an epitome of, of Ross Strickland from. You see it? You see it. Ross Strickland was 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 in De, at DePaul against Notre Dame? In the NBA, I asked Rod like I uh, said, Notre Dame. I, I didn't I go to the NBA. Him, him and him and David Rivers used to go at it. Go at it. Yeah, yeah. that was. Let me tell you something, kids. Are you di- you digital? Are you millennial generation people? You think that your right now your your the college basketball thing is is good? Yeah, we lived for college basketball back then in the eighties, like no other, like the NBC. Saturday afternoon, Al McGuire calling the game, and, yes. and 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 rest in peace to Al McGuire. Al McGuire said some doing one game, and I never will forget. He said, "If you want to get the baddest basketball player right now, you have to go down on the south side of Chicago on State Street, and his name is Marcus Liberty." Woo-hoo! And that blew my mind. <laughs> Marcus yeah. Liberty, that, that that Marcus Liberty, yeah, King High School, six eight. King High School. Jump shot. King High School. Handles. King High School. Assists, rebound, dunks, whatever you wanted, he did it. King High School. Like, like New York, y'all really love y'all basketball players. They but, love them. They love them for real. But we really cherish, like, if you go out west now and say something crazy about Ronnie Fields, they don't give a, I mean, like, just get your... Grandmama and all them with the big hats, they stay down south. They're going to be up here wherever you stay at, wherever they had a funeral at. Because these people really, we, we really love our basketball. Like the, the high school years are almost like that. That's how you can almost mark everything what was happening in those years. Like by, the, by who was the shit in the basketball. Okay, so basically you're saying, in effect, and you know, by us being the age that we are, <laughs> by us being the age that we are, 
Yeah. You're saying the fact that anybody that comes to Chicago, we claim them, right? No, we don't claim them. Like we like, have to. No, like I, I know where you're getting at. You are you talking about like the Kevin Garnett thing? I said right. Kevin Garnett. Right, right. I, I didn't say Kevin Garnett. Yeah. I claim Kevin Garnett. I claim Kevin Garnett. I claim Ross Strickland, even though he's from New York. Yeah. Garnett's from South Carolina. Right. And we're gonna touch on that South Carolina shit. That's later on. I'm a, we're going to talk about that. It's a must. Getting back to what I was saying, we claim Kevin Garnett. We claim Rob Strickland. We claim Dallas Comagees. Philadelphia. Philly. Dallas Comagees got the, the perfect basketball name ever. He never made it to the NBA and was hardcore like that in the NBA, but he is a, is a staple in college basketball history in Chicago. Do your history, millennials. The millennial generation. I'm, I'm finna blow your mind. Who was the coach that put them on the map? Eddie Paul. Ray Meyer. And who was his last recruit? Last recruit. Yeah. The Ray last, Meyer. The last person Ray Meyer signed in DePaul. I want to say... The last person that Ray Meyer signed, the great Ray Meyer. Yeah. I don't know who. Dallas Comagees. Without a doubt. Before Joey Meyer took over? Before Joey Meyer took over. And Joey Meyer, shout out to you. If there's any been ever been anybody in the in the history of the world who had a give it to them with a silver spoon and who wasn't shit on the court. <laughs> who didn't know shit about coaching basketball is Joey Meyer. You, Joey Meyer, you really destroyed that basketball program over there at DePaul. You fucked it up. Yes, sir, you did. And you're still in basketball. I cannot believe this. He's he still coaching, in basketball? He was coaching in the, in the D-League. And Joey it, Meyer still coaching in D-League? I, I think he was coaching in the D-League for a, 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 as, as recently as a few years ago. He's somewhere in basketball. He, you, you know, I, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. He's I'm royalty. A, I'm going to say this, and I, and I got this, you know, I coach basketball now at my old grammar school, my first grammar school I ever went to, Martha Ruggles on 79th Street. I coach basketball right on now. That. That's, that's what you call, that's what you, millennial generation, generation of millennials, that's what you call giving back. Go. Shout out to Dr. Parker over there, the principal. Listen, I coach from fifth to eighth grade, so I got the fifth and sixth graders, that's one team, and the seventh and eighth graders, that's two teams. I when I tell you these kids are coaching is a hell of a job. But coaching is not just coaching now. There's so many young kids now that are so emotional because they're raised by women. Talk talk. They, they have speak. They have no father figures in their life. So you are the father figure for and and it took people. me it it no thirty four thirty four thirty four I'm, I'm, and check this out I'm gonna be clear I'm with listening. this thirty four children all males all black males they want to play basketball uh huh they try for the team right I had at least sixty five to seventy two. 
And shout out to my assistant coaches too, Drew Morgan and uh, Jarrell Moore, my mans. And uh, we were trying to do something good to the hood, for the hood, and give back. And I'm still doing it. We're still doing it now. But the thing, what I'm, what, the point I want to make is, 34 kids made the final two teams. I seen two fathers, two fathers, and that's that. That really struck me. Like what I need, really need to do is like get in these kids' life more, more, more. You know what I mean? That is sad. And the thing about it is, now I gotta go to the school earlier because practice started four o'clock. They get out of three. 345. So now I got to teach them about being uh, on time, punctual, on time. I got to teach them about they can't do what they want to do when they want to do it. They can't. I don't do the back and forth. It's Coach Mike and it's Man Mike. But if it's not a man around to them, with them, they're not used to that, you know. And a lot of kids now in school, they're just... Honestly, they're just going through the motions. Okay, let's back up for a second. You're coaching, what's the what's the age range? Fifth to sixth grade, which is like roughly 10 to 12. And then seventh and eighth is like 12 to 14. Okay, so you're saying 10 to 14. Yeah. 10 to 14, their parents are the epitome of the Clinton generation. Yeah, basically. Yeah. The Clinton generation was, and Clinton was in office from 90, 1992 to 2000. Am I correct? Yeah. The black man prospered. Yeah. And those fathers are not there. No, because those fathers. So you got to fast forward it. So you go, you go from two thousand to right now. Those fathers now, within this last fifteen years, those fathers are the ones that's incarcerated, shot up in wheelchairs, or you know, gay, that too, or just dead. You know, they they at the trap house. Uh, they turning up, you know. Right, right. They got caught in the bling bling era. Stay. They caught the edge of the bling. They caught the end of the bling bling era. So now they still trying to chase the fame that they got noted for. Okay. So the thing that when you when you get noted for something, and that's what you're known for, that name seems to stick with you. Like honestly, I I I, I tell this story all the time. When my mother came up to the classroom in 202, at the same school I'm coaching at now, uh-huh. and we were acting a damn fool, and Mr. Cooper had no knowledge of what to do, and he was just slapping his yardstick on the table, and the people started sitting down. And one girl said, Dewana Walker said, Michael Walton, your mama's at the door. <laughs> And to this day, I will never forget that look on my mother's face. Like, nigga, I will beat you. <laughs> and you was acting a fool. Yeah, yeah. I was the ringleader. 79th and what? Perry. Perry. Okay. 
I mean, that's that, that was just I was I was the class clown from kindergarten through life. <laughs> okay, so I'm the only child. I'm only child. So you got to look at what what I had. A, I had. I needed an outlet. There was no cable and that's when I was why, up. And that's the reason why we we connect because I'm an only child also. Right. No father. What he? I had a father. He wasn't present. So. We we got that in common. Same story. No father. I met my father when I was thirty. Okay. Wow. <laughs> when I was thirty. Wow. I met mine when I was six. <laughs> but but I, I I don't knock him. I don't knock him. At thirty? I don't. I, I, I can't knock him. That's that, not that's not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's like. Gotcha. Ago. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah. Okay. So, going back. The crazy to, part is. He looked just like me, but guess what? What? The thing about it is, this, this, this the crazy part. Me and him talking. He said, "What you want to do?" I never knew that. He, this, this the crazy part. He from the Bay. He from San Francisco. Uh huh. Shout out to Larry Spiller. That's my old man. Check it out. I go see my mom. It's Mother's Day. He come by, cause you know she tell him I'm here. We just meet. He said, let's go for a ride. Ain't no, hey, where you been? Ain't none of that, because I'm on Saturday Night Street. Right, right, right. But right, he right. got this same swag that I got, and this part of the reason why I got it. Yeah. So we talking. He's like, what you want to do, man? I was like, man, I want to, let's go get this Popeye's. Get some Popeye's. He's like, uh, I heard you like Heineken's. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he went right to the store, got a 12-pack of Heineken's. <laughs> so this is the first time I meet a man I've never met in my life that's, Produced the sperm that fertilized the egg that got me here. I understand this. And he got me some Popeyes and some Heineken's, and now we finna bond. I understand this. When it comes to Heineken's, that's his soft spot. Like a mug. My <laughs> line is crisp with a Heineken. And if I got crisp. three, of, if I got about three of them, he, he don't even need to raise it. But listen, we talking about Steve Harvey crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro crisp. Whoa! Alfonso uh, Ribeiro on what's the show? Fresh Prince. Crisp. The Tom Jones off Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> hey, well listen. It's good to be loved. One by anyone. <laughs> crisp. He he he's talking. Carlton Banks. Crisp. Listen. Carlton Banks is is, is synonymous in the black. Delegation, the black movement, the black everything. Carlton Chris. What's uh, my fault? My fault. Banks. Carlton, Carlton Banks. Banks. And lay off the alcohol, doggy. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Reasonable ignorance. Listen, Podcast man. episode one. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. I never knew why I like basketball like that. Uh-huh. I just knew the first time I was shooting around with my cousin Jimmy and Frisco when I was a kid that I liked it. I really had a good love for it. I had a good feel for it. A great light. I didn't want to stop playing. What position you play? Fast. Point guard all the time. Matty Johnson, that's my old man. Matty Johnson. I'm not, okay. I don't know who the dude is carrying around this $4,500 Chanel purse. I don't know who that is. But listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. Go for it. Now, you know I know the ins and outs of basketball in Chicago. You do. You do. Grew up with Ben Wilson. Rest in peace. Rest Benji. in peace. 
Best basketball player that y'all never seen. Yeah. I promise you. I promise you. Ben six, Wilson eight. is God. Six seven, six eight, one eighty five. You knew him. Magic like, I mean, a, a handle like Isaiah, pass like Magic, shoot like the rat. I understand this. Should I say any anymore? Can, can, can I get? Can I say this one thing before you go? Understand this. When you think about Chicago, when you talk about Chicago, anything, Ben Wilson was is God. And I say that in the most highest of respects. It don't care about what religion you is or whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't have to get into all that. But when it comes down to basketball, Ben Wilson, if you say that name, that name is synonymous when it comes to basketball. And tragedies. True. And gunplay. And, True. And, and Southside and number one players in the nation and Nike. They, I mean, like his name is uttered like Tupac when it comes with hip hop. Yeah, it, somewhere it's, in it's the lower. somewhere in this conversation, Benji's name is going to come up because that's just it was. It, it, and, and we talk about the violence now in Chicago. Uh huh. We talk about like just last month and one month in May, from May first to May thirty first. Mm-hmm. 322 people were shot in Chicago. If you don't believe me, Twitter at Spot News in Chicago and check it out. I mean, like, it's really, it's really the crime rate here. And, and I mean, like, we, we got the conceal and carry cards here now. So every, everybody can have a gun as long as you got your card on you. Right. And and it's, it's, it's really the, the truth here now. Like, 51 people got shot one weekend, 49 got shot the next weekend. And then the police superintendent, <laughs> Gary McCarthy, gets on the news. He's from New Jersey. Shout out to New Jersey. He gets on the news and says, the killings are down, but the shooting's up. So you can get shot and, uh, hey, man, what he's basically saying is, hey, fuck it. Get shot in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> get stitched up and go the fuck home and just be glad you're still alive. And as a person that got shot right below the buttocks trying to get out the fucking way. He has experience. That shit is hot. We were running and when they hit me, I said, I'm hit. God damn it, I'm hit. And I dove like uh, saving Private Ryan and I got up and went to the worst hospital in the world, uh, Jackson Park. I hope you two ladies that took care of me that night Hope y'all are never working again, ever. Y'all were the worst. Y'all nails How old was you when you got hit? I got hit, uh, you know, the night I got hit was the same night the dude shot up the movie theater watching Batman in Denver, Colorado. That was wow. the same night. Wow. And so. History. Just like I'm watching this this screen right here, I was laying on the cot, and I said, there's nothing wrong with me. And. You know, my pants was hanging down a little bit, and I still got the lottery tickets. The lottery tickets helped save me that night. You know what I mean? I still got the pictures and everything. Thank and, and, God and, yeah. for lottery tickets. The LRA lottery, State lottery tickets started by who? Common Policy. Common Policy. The, the Johnson Brothers. Yes. Johnson Brothers. Going back to Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson in Chicago is synonymous with basketball, once again. And if you say that, you have to talk about it. Talk about your experience with Ben. Real quick. 
My basketball with Benji. Yeah. My experience with Benji. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's quick and it's brief because the young man only lived to be 17. And when he passed away, I had just been, just made 14 in October. Y'all in the same neighborhood. Same neighborhood. But the thing was, he was adamant about playing basketball, just as adamant as I was. But I was nowhere on his level because he was, you know, what position was he? me. At Simeon. At Simeon, he was everything, but he was a small forward. But sometimes he, he used to jump center, and it, I mean, it was crazy because he had such long arms. Number one player. But he went from not playing at all his freshman year. Okay. To starting his sophomore year. So I was a paper boy at the time he started his sophomore year. So I was getting up early in the morning, noticing that he was in the paper, cutting out these pictures, taking them around to Miss Robinson's on sitting at the Prairie, right down the street now. Well, that's crazy. How all this, how it come full circle. So I used to take these pictures, give them to her, and she would post them up on on her little little plastic, you know, so you can see like like what they call now the bulletproof grass where you right. can't see the Arabs at. Right. This was a black lady. She just had a plastic sheet of, you know, up there. And she would put the pictures of Benji up there. And it was it was like every game they played, he had a picture in there. Paper. Basketball in Chicago is tops. So he loses his sophomore year. They lose in the city playoffs. Because back then you had to win the city in order to go to state. So okay. they lost to a school called Collins on the west side. And they had the coldest dude I seen with a left hand outside of Tim Bankston. Tim Bankston, man, you was the truth with that left hand. Tim Bankston was the truth. But they had a guy out there on that west side by the name of, uh, what is his name? His name is a little me now. But he was the truth. And he hit a half-court shot at UIC. Uh-huh. And he... Just Steve Hondo Holland, that was his name. Woo! Steve Hondo Holland. Man, he was the truth. And I was just like, if Tim could be like him. <laughs> I went from liking Tim. Tim Bankston, right? Tim Bankston. Right. And uh Tim Bankston's the coach, is he? And at, at TF North, man. Shout out to TF North and uh, okay, Tim okay, Bankston, okay. man. But uh Tim is just doing his thing over there now. And and, and, and you realize this. Tim Bankston is, is giving back to his community by Coaching now, young black men on how to play ball and educate and move around in life. Continue. And uh, Benji and them lost that year. So the, the next year they come back, Tim and them are seniors. Benji's a junior. Uh-huh. So they come back, and, man, they started playing, and they started wearing people out. Simeon is is located on 8147 80, South Vincennes. 8147. Back then it was on 82nd in Vincennes. Right. But right now. Who's the coach? The, the coach back then was Bob Hamrick. Right now. He is. Smith. He Bob Hamrick. And we have to educate you all and give you all history. Because we are from Chicago. We have to. It's our duty to do this. Remember, you know, a black man founded Chicago. You understand what I'm saying? A black man founded Chicago. So, with that being said, 
Coach Hambrick, Bob Hambrick, rest in peace, um, had a staple on the south side of Chicago when it comes to basketball. West Side had their staples. Suburbs had theirs. South Side had their staples too. It, it was powerhouses on the South Side. It was King, Simeon. I'm not gonna say which rank, which one it was ranked. That's for people to talk about now. And Dunbar, you got to throw Dunbar in there. It, 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 no, Dunbar doesn't. Dunbar wasn't wasn't ranked like that. But Dun, Dunbar wasn't wasn't up there with the Kings and the Simeons. As far as basketball goes, but when you look back at life now. And, and see the production of the men that came from those programs uh-huh. and where they are in life now, you got to throw, like, the Julians in there. You got to throw the Dunbars in there. Julians? Yeah. Okay, Julian. when, it comes down, when it comes down to it, yeah. Julian. Percy L. Julian. Paul Lawrence Dunbar. So 103rd. Paul Robeson. 103rd. Wild Hunters. Yeah. For all you people. You, you, you got to put those schools in there because those men, those, those coaches – Turn boys to men. But you got, look, you got King versus Simeon. Yeah. So basically, the whole podcast that we're doing so far right now has been a history lesson. You got King versus Simeon. As the those are two other the most perennial and that powerhouses. Was, that was basketball in Chicago. When it comes to basketball in Chicago. I took it around the world. Feeder programs. Feeder programs because it was what, what was suspected for Benji to go to. What was school were you supposed to go to? It was up between Illinois, Indiana, and DePaul, and a lot of it, 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 uh, the really rumor has it is that's why Nick Anderson and Kendall Gillard went to Illinois because that's where Benji was going. But who really knows? Like that's the that's the that's the question that. We never will have the answer to, you know. And you have to give props to? to Marcus Liberty. Marcus Liberty went to U of I. He was from King. Yeah, he King was, is about is also the only school to ever come out of King, city 40, of Chicago on forty third and forty second and and what's it? Drexel, Drexel, right? Yeah, forty fourth and Drexel. Forty fourth and Drexel. Martin Luther King is the only school class of ninety to ever produce a national champion, USA Today national champion, that went undefeated in the city of Chicago. Shout out to Jamie Brandon. Johnny Selvin. Rashad Griffith. Keith Johnson. Tommy Hamilton. Fred Schofield. Woo! And you want more? You want more? You, uh, Ahmad Sharif. I mean, they they had a brick over there. I mean, them yes, guys. Yes, they did. Keith Johnson, powerhouses. Them, them guys really did their thing. And uh, my man Mike Mill, Mike Mill, that's my man. Lefty shooting from deep too. I mean, these guys, they 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 really did their thing. And uh, shout out to Coach Cox, man, because he was the he was the recruiter of recruiters. Landon like, Cox. This this was Jerry Tarkanian on the Landon Chicago Public Cox. School side. Like he knew them kids didn't have nothing. And he would come like, and I remember in eighth grade when he came in recruit Donald Cox, Michael Miller, and Rodney Hayes, and he took them to McDonald's. And I, you that, give it a history lesson. Shit hit you the realize papers. that you you talk you talking from a Wikipedia standpoint. 
Yeah. I mean, you Wikipedia before Wikipedia, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though. Hashtag facts. These are all facts. This ain't no like like facts. Facts, are, facts are what what you got to be there. Don't come tell me what somebody else said. You got to be there. I remember Benji going up and down the court. It was twin brothers, Myron and Mike Starks. Benji blocked one of them shot. They look so much alike. He blocked one of them shot. The ball went to my man, Lil Rich, rest in peace. He threw the ball back to Benji. He baked it all the way down and dunked on the other twin down the, on the other end, other end of the court. To this day, that had to be the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life because we had never seen that before. We talking, you ever seen Bobby Knight stand up and watch somebody play pickup basketball at a park? That's I've never seen Bobby Knight in person, but you said that's what I watched. Bobby Knight at U of I, which is Indiana, the coach who coached Isaiah Thomas to a national championship. And he's the last coach to coach in 1976, the only the last undefeated team to win an NCAA championship mm. with Scott May. Ken Benson and them guys. So you're listening to you Man, stop playing. I knew all this. Millennials. <laughs> Millennial generation, you listen to a history lesson in this podcast, Reasonable Ignorance. And it's a reason why why we call it Reasonable Ignorance. It's, everything I say will have great reason to it, reason for you to believe it. But I'm going to say something <laughs> ignorant at some point in time. You're going to be like, that is the most ignorant nigga I've ever heard in my life. Yes, you will. Trust me. But I, would I get know that. him. I oh, know him. He's I mean, an ignorant nigga. Trust me. I'm, Paul. I'm, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, an ignorant nigga. I'm growing through some shit right now, but my man Jamal and, and, and a couple of my friends holding me down by the name of Heineken, Moet, Ciroc, <laughs> Patron. Give, out, give a shout out to Ciroc now. Hey, Did man. he own that shit? That's that's black, black ownership. Hey, man, I have no problem with knocking Diddy for anything he does, man. Diddy, like... Diddy, hip hop come from nothing. Like we had nothing to listen to. We would just listen to Sheik and your mama was making you do the spank. And then somebody said, "Let's rap over that." Say it again. Good times. Go back. Go back and say that again. We would listen to Sheik, uh huh, and do him the spank. Yeah. When your mama, let's go back to when your mama used to pull you out of that room right off the kitchen with. A, while she was playing spades with her sister and their boyfriends and other people, and the music was loud as hell, and she'd say some stupid shit like, I bet not hear a peep out of this room. And I used to want to say, you not, because the fucking music going to be so loud. <laughs> Y'all going to be arguing so fucking loud. <laughs> Y'all going to act a goddamn fool, but you don't want to hear no noise from out of this room. But... We, we we come from we come from good times, man. We we I mean like that's just the black people way, man. We 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 don't know no other way but to make the best of what the cars are dealing to the dealt to us. Like if if you got you, what you get thirteen cars in a hand, mm-hmm. man. There's it, some people out here that's been done dealt a whole red hand. No big faces, just. Diamonds and hearts, all twos and fives and sixes and sevens and and and, 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 and I used to knock drug dealers, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I used to knock them, but when you see how they come up, 
and how they make something out of nothing. How they how they have no gas. How how can a person that has no gas for years on end, when he finally gets it, you know what I mean? He's gonna shine. He wants to shine. He wants to show, hey hey motherfucker, look at me. I I I'm not the same little pissy tail boy. That, that that's that guy that gets his hair cut every other day. Mm. You know what I mean? That's that guy that that has the sh- the flashes right. You give you giving that person some, yeah. I mean, some he, credence, yeah, and, some and, some credibility there. Yeah, listen to this college graduate using these big ass words, some credence, credence, and college and and credibility. I thought he was gonna say Joe Creedy from the old fucking <laughs> White Sox. Reasonable ignorance, and that has been episode. One, Chicago. That's what we're going to call the first episode. I am at Magic Mike 32. And that is my man over there. Who? King Bula. And we doing our damn thing. We thank you for the support and continue to listen. Well, we have more guests, but we're going to get into the next episode. Please stay tuned for the next episode.